And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome, one and all, to another exciting, action-packed, fun-filled episode of Midlife Sporting Crisis. It is Wednesday, September the 1st, and my name is TJ Hollingsworth. I am your host, eagerly awaiting uh, the return of our co-host, Aaron Brownwell, who uh, has been sent the invitation, so he should be popping in here any second. Glad you are here with us tonight. Uh, not a huge show, not a lot to talk about. I always say that, then we end up rattling on for God knows how long. Sounds like Aaron there is on the other line. Aaron, how you doing, bud? Hello, sir. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Sounds like you're in an airplane. Oh. Trying like, to figure out the AirPod. Deals. Oh, there you go. Hey, that sounds actually pretty good there. Yeah? All right. Pretty cool. Well, anyway, Aaron, I'm just telling everybody that uh, we don't have a huge show planned for today. Uh, where are you? It now sounds like you're in the airport. Uh, I am, sir. I'm actually not in the airport. Uh, <laughs> I would be wearing a mask and carrying luggage, but I am actually in the beautiful downtown uh, village of Fishers, Indiana. Ah, okay. So that's going to explain the background noise. Good. What's what's going on in Fishers? You out there for a show or something? No, it's uh, it's where I live. It's a beautiful oh. city. Um, right now we are having uh. Uh, some Nextdoor app, uh, the Nextdoor app. If anybody knows anything about that Nextdoor app. What's that? It's, I, have, uh, I have no idea. It's All right, so the Nextdoor app is kind of like uh, an app that lets the neighborhood and surrounding neighbors know what kind of things are going on in the neighborhood, such uh-huh. as um, it's kind of like an information-type app, you know, with just with your neighborhood uh, little communities. So Sounds kind of to kind of break off of this, uh, a week ago Saturday, uh, <laughs> I had a visitor at 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, a man had got out of his car, or not his car, but he was dropped off on my little road that I live off of, and uh, he had a dog with him, and he came down the middle of the street and uh walked between my car and my other car and checked the door handles on them to see if anything was going uh-huh. on if they were open and then um made his way around the back of my vehicle between my car and the garage door and stood there for just a minute i have a camera system the ring camera system if you don't have it you should get it because it's a very <laughs> very very good deal so my camera system goes off. So I am uh, in the process of flying down my stairs. And uh, the dude takes off and goes out on the street and gets picked up by the same car that let him off. So uh, he missed a very unpleasant uh, interview with me by seconds. There you go. So anyways, so that brings me back to the next door app. So I you know, put my experience and shared the video uh, to the Nextdoor app. Unfortunately, it was not the video that picked him up, you know, touching my door handles. I couldn't share that part of the video, but I shared just after that and around the back of my... And uh, so the Nextdoor app, (laughs) I shared that with the people that are actually, you know, viewing the, the app. And here's where things went uh, sideways. So I shared that part with them, 
and the people got on there and viewed the video and my my comment on the video was suspicious activity at three in the morning just want to make you guys aware of what's happening my fellow neighborhood people got on there and basically criticized me because <laughs> they didn't know what was suspicious about it about somebody standing about, in, your, in your driveway <laughs> at, at three in the morning with a dog you know checking you know they didn't see him actually check my door handle so they were like well maybe the puppy was sick and uh man he's a good pet owner for taking his dog for a walk and uh another one was uh, another, and there was like there was like almost 60 comments on this whole this whole video that I, I finally got so disturbed by it i just took the video down and i was like what is wrong with you people you know somebody they've never been burglared they've never been burgled right. is that what you call so, it if a burglar um, gets you are you burgled i would think that would be a word you know go ahead keep so, go ahead you go ahead keep the story i'm yeah, gonna look so, that up so anyways uh, oddly enough now could it be a coincidence? Maybe. Uh, maybe it just happened to be a thing. I don't know. But the next night, somebody posted on the the, the Nextdoor app that their car had been get broken into. <laughs> well, maybe it was just the pet owner needed something for the dog and you left it in your car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I had posted on this on, on, on this ad person's you know, post about them getting broken into that I had video footage of what had happened at my place. And if they would like to view it, I would uh, private message them. So the people of the Nextdoor app <laughs> went on to start criticizing the lady that had her car broken into to the point of maybe she should park inside or maybe, um, you know, just just there was a hundred something comments about what this lady did wrong and i'm like you know i i put on there i'm like you know you guys are keyboard warriors i i have an idea how about uh why don't you meet that person in a public place and discuss your view of what they should do safety wise face to face instead of hiding behind your keyboard because half of you people probably won't show up <laughs> just, you know when, uh, I, when i hear about stuff like this i wonder how many people are actually standing behind their comments and how many of them are doing it just to get a rise out of people because i think there's a tremendous amount of that trolling where people say things that they know are gonna get people riled up so you know they just say stupid stuff that they really don't believe but they know it'll it'll get a lot of a lot of action yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I I, I just is red on my mind. I can't believe so. So I I'm like you, TJ. I I want to surround myself with positivity and you know good people and 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 I just can't believe that you know Fishers, Indiana is a beautiful place. I couldn't believe just the negativity and rudeness coming out of uh, all these keyboard warriors. I, I was blown away. Like, okay, I, I looked it I up. Burgle. Burgle is a word. It's a verb. So I was right there. Past tense. Burgled. Enter a building illegally with the intent to commit a crime, especially theft. There you go. It w wow. <laughs> it is a real <laughs> word. Right on. Now I'm, we know. Ex I'm excited beautiful. about that. Beautiful. Well, interesting. Well, interesting. Uh, 
so what what other stuff do you see on this app? Do people talk about like restaurants and food, or is it just yeah. just people just Res- slamming other people for trying to help out? No, it, it for the most part <laughs> it has a good a good deal to it. You know, like restaurants Not and a bad reviews on contractors and you know and where to get you know local things or you know somebody somebody has something they're willing to donate to right. a good cause or you know maybe you know something like uh you know some kids shoes that they no longer need if you know anybody that could use them you know please get a hold right, of them. Right. the the new popular thing since covid is the uh porch pickups so there's no touch and no contact, <laughs> I thought you were going to say use masks <laughs> <laughs> no those are laying all over the Walmart parking lot you know <laughs> That's <laughs> unreal. Well, I wanted to, this. I, you know, this is completely off subject, Aaron. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I got to talk to you about this because it just I was just left scratching my head, and I can't say hair because I don't have any. But uh, you had posted something on Instagram that you had whipped up for dinner the other day. Uh, for people oh. who don't know, Aaron is uh, an amateur smoker. He will smoke anything that can be eaten. Uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you probably smoked a Twinkie at some point or another. But you had made a wrap it in bacon first. Wrap it, yeah. Everything gets wrapped in bacon. Uh, but you had made the, you had done this wacky thing with these pizza rolls and bacon and a smoker and give me, give everybody the the, the hundred and twenty second version of what the hell you did. All right, so I took a pizza roll, fresh out of the package, and uh, wrapped it in bacon, then uh, put barbecue sauce on it. I used the Traeger uh, Sweet Heat, I believe is what I used. Mm-hmm. And then once it had barbecue sauce on it, then I used the Honey Hog uh, seasoning and seasoned them and then smoked them on my <coughs> Traeger so Excuse the me. bacon was crispy and the cheese was just about coming out of the, uh, out of the pizza roll. Right. And stuck a toothpick in them and <laughs> fed some of my neighbors. Not Horse the neighbors dude. on the yeah, next door. Not, not oh. the ones with the cranky. The cranky. <laughs> yeah, not the cranky neighbors. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're amazing! I never. Thought Where did you come up with that? that good. I seen it on TikTok. Ah, okay. Actually. You didn't but, have to like walk across milk crates while you were doing that, did you? No. However, oh man, have you seen that challenge? These people are getting destroyed. It uh, and uh, it blows my mind the pain and suffering people will go through for. It's not even fifteen minutes of fame. It's thirty seconds of. What a dumbass. That's what everybody says. If you're one of those people, and maybe you're okay with this, but if you think that people are looking at you as some kind of a stuntman hero type thing, they're not. They're going, what a dumbass. If you don't know what we're talking about, there's this new thing. Uh, it's called the milk crate challenge. It's where you take these milk crates, and they're what you would see. Usually you see them behind the grocery store, but every once in a while you'll see them inside. It's, it's these plastic crates. They're square you know, with, a, with an opening in the top. You can put cartons of milk in there or gallons of milk or whatever, just how they transport them, you know, in and out of the grocery store and what have you. And what are, what are those things? Maybe uh, are they 12 inches wide, Aaron, maybe? Yeah, I would say they're probably Not a, any foot bigger. a foot by a foot. Yeah, so a foot square. And, and those so stack- it holds four milk, four milk gallons. Yeah, so, so the, and they'll, they'll build them in a pyramid, just a, a one-dimensional pyramid, like a set of stairs. So you take four or five steps up and you'd be on the very top, four or five steps down. Well, at a foot wide, folks, and you get this thing when you, when you, when you stack that thing four to five feet tall, uh, doesn't exactly have what I would call a low center of gravity, which means they're just, it's just a, uh, you can imagine, and people, the, the challenge is you walk up, 
one side and walk down the other. And of course, people are getting on top and, uh, you know, no balance whatsoever. And they're, like you said, they are crashing hard. I actually seen a, a picture of one of them, like, Ladendorf Law. Have you been injured in oh, a milk crate accident? <laughs> <laughs> Call this number. <laughs> Call this number so we can have you sterilized so you do not procreate. And we yeah, can end this gene the pool gene right away. <laughs> it's unreal. Well, unreal. Apologize to our listeners. Got you know we're supposed to be talking about midlife sporting activities and we're talking about pizza. I guess I guess you could consider smoking meat a, a midlife activity. I don't know anybody yeah. that that doesn't hit about thirty five and automatically think they are they are anointed with the ability to a cook chili, b uh, run a barbecue. Yeah, you know I was surprised to find that. Do you remember the Olympic athlete? Christy Yamaguchi? Yeah. Ska- ice skater. She, yeah, she is a professional eater. She eats in those, uh, uh, you know, like the hot dog eating competitions. Get out of here. I, I'm serious. I, you know, right. I'm, I'm I got to look this Joey up. Chestnut and, well, you, and Joey Chestnut yeah. lives here in Indiana. He lives uh, in between you and me. Uh, Aaron lives really? on the, lives on a, a northeast suburb of Indianapolis called Fishers. I live in a, a northwest suburb called, uh, uh, Whitestown. Yeah, Joey Chestnut just moved to Westfield, Indiana. Uh, within the last year, That's I know awesome. I know that just because I happened to see a uh, a story about it in the uh, in the Indy Star. Hang on here, Christy. And thank God, this is the one time it's kind of cool that uh, that Google will finish spelling this. Because <laughs> I think I'm just going to get Yama. I Yamaha. Know, I know I didn't spell that right. <laughs> I spelled it phonetically. I, I'm okay. Here we go. All right. Uh, she's on Cameo. That's good to know. Nice. I'm gonna put on here. I'm gonna put eating and see what comes up. Eating. I guess that would be a competitive sport too. No. Yeah. 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 That's what tied it to our, our sporting kind of broadcast. Where did you see this? I'm not seeing this anywhere. Not that I don't believe you, but um, it was on. Uh, was it Google or? Is it wasn't like on that. Babylon B? Was it? No, no. <laughs> all right, well, no. all right. That I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with that homework assignment. Then you, you come up with with a story on that. We'll we'll share it on our uh, on our socials. If anybody wants to go see your pizza roll pictures, where would they find them? Um, they would find Excuse them me. at Racing Promo underscore Synthetic Oil Rocks. I couldn't picture a, a longer name, so I just thought I'd use that one. That's a, the. That's a good one. Oh, it's also on Facebook, but I'm. <laughs> All right, there you go. So you can check that out. And if you do, somebody happens to make those, send us a picture. We'd love to see it. We'd love to see what it's all yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, uh, Aaron, um, I wanted to do a follow up from our last show, uh, which is going on about three weeks ago, almost four. So, uh, as you yeah, can tell, too. we are consistently inconsistent with the, uh, the publication of this program, but we had, uh, had our good friend uh, Logan Miller on, and uh, if you haven't heard the episode, go back and listen to it. It's really cool. Logan, who is a uh, who is a Marine, uh, was telling some stories about going through finishing up basic training with a broken leg, uh, which was absolutely crazy. I'd never heard. I've known Logan for several years and never heard that story before. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Logan and I were uh, were off to the Mid Ohio Sports Car Complex. If you're a motorsports fan, that is one of the uh, one of the five most uh, well-known uh, road race circuits in the United States. It's uh, in between Columbus and Cleveland, Ohio. IndyCar races there. NASCAR races there a couple times a year with their different series. Uh, IMSA races there. It's just just a, a storied racetrack. 
Anyway, uh, Logan was racing his Formula First race car, which he gets into detail of what those are, Formula FST, not Formula One, Formula FST. And uh, it's an open-wheel car, which means no fenders, no bumpers, nothing like that. And uh, Logan's front wheels made contact with the rear wheels of another car, and he took a wicked, violent flip. Uh, I'm talking barrel rolling and cartwheeling all at the same time, landed in a sand trap, <clears throat> right side up, thank goodness, uh, but came out of it pretty banged up. He had a compression spra- fracture, excuse me, compression, gosh, I can't say compression, compression fracture in three vertebrae in his back, uh, one in his neck. Uh, happy to tell everybody that he is, he is fine. He's recuperating. Uh, he is gonna, he should have a full recovery with no problems. There was no issues with paralysis or anything of that nature. Uh, they did have to cut him out of the race car, which was a little surreal. Uh, especially since I was on the radio with him, I was acting as a spotter for that race. And, uh, this crash took place in turn number nine. And if you're familiar at all with the Mid Ohio sports car course, uh, it was the final corner that leads into the section of the racetrack called Thunder Valley. And uh, I was down at China Beach, which is just a couple of corners in front of that. So uh, if you don't know what spotting is, I'm essentially letting him know what's going on with traffic behind him. And, and in the course of the race, just giving him information. Uh, it's kind of a one-sided conversation. I kind of give information. There's no pit stops in this type of race. There's really no reason for Logan to talk back to me. And uh, cars went by, and I just remembered said, hey, you're doing great. Be patient. Lots of laps left. They were uh, There's about five of them that were running nose to tail uh, for positions one through five. Anyway. Uh, yellow flag comes out and I hear over the PA full course yellow. So I jump on the radio yelling, yellow, 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 Logan, are you, you know, what's going on? Are you okay? And I don't hear anything back. And it's like, okay, it's not too uncommon. But then the uh, lead pack of cars came by and he wasn't in it anymore. So I knew he was involved in that. So, uh, obviously sending out our, our best wishes to Logan Miller, uh, for a speedy recovery. Uh, I've talked to him a couple of times. He's already making plans on getting up here and helping me get my car put back together. Is that your knees creaking like that? That's crazy. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but Logan's banged up. If you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to wish him well, you can always uh, jump on Instagram, Logan Miller Racing, uh, drop him a note. In fact, he's probably got a, uh, there was a GoPro from the car that was right in front of him, uh, that, uh, that caught the whole crash. And it, I mean, it just, it, it had me doing a lot of thinking as I was driving back from mid Ohio that weekend after checking on him at the hospital and all that good stuff. But, uh, again, thankful to report Logan is just fine. He is. Uh, he should be a full recovery. He was already on his feet. Walked out of the hospital a couple of days later, but he's got a. He's gonna. He's gonna have some uh, some things to 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 do to get back in racing shape. But I have no doubt in the world he's gonna do it. So just wanted to drop that off <clears throat> on everybody. Man, I, allergies are killing me. I was mowing grass before I. Uh, actually, I was mowing weeds. Is what it was. We haven't had enough rain for any grass to grow. But of course, all the dust and pollen kicking up just was brutal. So it's playing havoc on my uh on my uh allergies right now uh we did something pretty cool we wrapped up a a hockey session this last sunday yeah it was uh it was a great time it was uh, good we, we, Go we ahead. took the loss i mean that, that that was a tough pill to swallow but uh some good things came out of it yeah no 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 uh no broken legs like the week before and we'll tell you about that oh in a man oh <laughs> Yeah, I, I had talked to our teammate, and he gave me the go-ahead to upload the video of his nasty fall. So, uh, so I'm going to put that up here in a little bit. Okay, very good. Uh, just to give everybody a, kind of a heads up, uh, you know, th- this podcast started as a beer league hockey uh, 
centric podcast. And there's still going to be a lot of hockey talk on that because Logan or Logan, Aaron and I still play, uh, quite a bit, yep. but, but, uh, our good friend and teammate, Andy Natalie, who also is a, a motorsports guy, he is, uh, he is a, a big part of Dreyer and Randbolt racing, uh, which fields a, a car for the two cars for the Indianapolis 500, usually, as well as a world rally cross car. And he is the, uh, the, uh, team captain of, uh, or captain, the team manager of the rally cross team, but, uh, just had an unfortunate accident, started to lose his balance. And, uh, like most of us do when we start to fall, our natural instinct is to try to catch ourselves and land on our feet. And uh, sometimes on ice skate, that's not the best thing. Sometimes just falling down is the best thing to do. And, uh, Andy got twisted up and ended up with a uh, spiral fracture on both his tibia and fibia in his, uh, his left leg. Uh, amazingly, yeah, was, uh, amazingly, guy walks out of the hospital. They do the surgery on him. Uh, the, this was a Sunday night. Monday night, they do the surgery on him. They put a rod in his uh, leg and he walks out on, in a walker, uh, of the hospital that night. I mean, just absolutely amazing. So sending out our best wishes to that. If you'd like to see that, you can always go over to Aaron's, uh, Instagram. Give him that address one more time, Aaron. It's racing, R-A-C-I-N-G. P-R-O-M-O underscore synthetic oil rocks. There you go. You can check that out, Aaron. I'll put that up here in just a little bit. Yeah. Well, I was kind of curious, Aaron. I mean, this is that you just finished up your your second uh, full session of, of playing ice hockey now. And, and anybody has been listening to podcasts, don't you? just started this uh, back in, uh, in February, uh, finished your second full session. I would like to kind of get your thoughts is, is, you know, kind of one of the things we like to talk about here is trying new things. And, and, uh, I like to use the term, you know, be brave enough to suck at something brand new, which, uh, when you get to be our advanced age, anything, you try something brand new, you're going to be probably pretty awful at it for a significant amount of time. I mean, I'm going on, uh, gosh, I got to think about this. This is my seventh or eighth session of hockey and I'm still absolutely dreadful. <coughs> so. Um, I'm just would like to kind of get a little feedback for anybody out there that's uh, that's listening that's maybe thinking about playing hockey or just trying something new. Uh, to recap, you had zero hockey experience, virtually no ice skating experience whatsoever, and uh, you took the I, plunge. Yeah, I, I had uh, skated three times in my life. I'm 49 years old. I started when I was 48. I skated three times in my life, and two of them. We're with you, TJ, at your, uh, <laughs> your, yeah, we're, yeah, your, we're, uh, we're, we're just over, yeah, doing a, a public skate in the wintertime, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you, uh, of your, of your three, of your three times on skates, one of them was as a kid, two of them were just out going and around in circles in the dark to loud EDM music. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep, yep, with, pretty with much. flashing <laughs> strobe lights. Now, somebody explain to me why that's a good idea. We're, we're gonna go into a skating rink, uh, we're gonna turn all the lights off, turn a strobe light on, and uh, hope people don't run into each other and step on each other's hands and fingers and cut their appendages off. But that's another story. But uh, yes. hey, you finished up your second season. Uh, just your elevator speech. How, how was it? What, what were the highlights? What are some lowlights? And, and, and what are you looking forward to in the next one? Uh, I, uh, so first off, I totally love the sport. I wish I would have done it when I was a kid. I mean, yeah. As a matter of fact, we, we practice with the, the children learning to play hockey on Saturday mornings. Right. And, man, I, I can't get enough of being on the ice with them. They're <laughs> just a blast. But, but I, like I said, I really wish I would have done it a lot sooner in life. I, I'm, I'm loving it. It is the most intense workout you could possibly do. I don't, I don't deal well with 
you know, gyms and things like that. Like I'm not going to run on a stair mill or, or a treadmill or and I'm not doing that, but hockey, you can't get me off the ice, man. I, I want to be out there and you're just ringing wet with sweat. Your heart rates up, you're burning calories and, and you know, and it's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm really, really glad that you got me involved in this TJ. Well, I, I can't take all the credit. I, for those that don't know the story, Aaron had put a post up on social media. And I, of course, we, we were friends. We were, you know, hanging out and doing stuff before this, but he, you were uh, on a weight loss journey, which you were doing great, kicking yep. ass and taking names. And you kind of hit a sticking point. And I kind of jokingly had just thrown him, Hey, come out and play hockey with us. A great workout, something to that effect. And you hit me back with, okay, I'm in. So that kind of put the the responsibility on me. I was like, oh, shit, I better help Aaron find some equipment. <laughs> Thankfully, I had everything but the skates, uh, some extra gear that you uh, I lent you out, and you just kind of kind of took to it. And it's been uh, it, it's been fun watching watching somebody uh, get as excited about trying a brand new sport. You know, you remind me of me where I was three years ago. Just just fired up, can't get enough of it. And, uh, more important, I'd like to, I'd like to touch on what are, you know, what are some of the health aspects? What are some changes you've seen? Uh, I mean, both in your, your physical appearance and, and maybe in just your, your mobility or, you know, just what are some of the things, positive things you've seen come out of, uh, you know, playing ice hockey at, at such an, uh, late stage in life? Well, I've definitely noticed, you know, my, my muscles are getting tighter and stronger and although my shot, my my shot on gold does not reflect this, but I do <laughs> I do I do have some muscles that have developed that I, I was like, whoa, where did you come from? You know, but <laughs> but uh, you know, it just it, it's just it's such a workout. I mean, it's you, you leave the ice one, you leave the ice amped, but totally drained at the same time. If that makes any sense, and uh, you just. I'm able to breathe better. I feel like because you know the whole time it's pure cardio. So, so yeah, it's like, uh, if anyone's familiar with hit cardio, high intensity interval training. That I mean that that is ice hockey. Uh, we play in what are called shifts, meaning you're on the ice for about a minute and a half to two minutes, and then you get off. That's when you see players skating over and guys jumping on the bench and jumping over the boards onto the ice. And typically, uh, with the size of our teams, uh, you're going to sub with one other person. So. Uh, you're on the ice two minutes, off the ice two minutes, on the ice two minutes, off the ice two minutes. And I can tell you from, from my stats, and, and we're going to, I think I, I got an idea here that I want to share with you in a second, but, uh, I'm just looking at, uh, the last, last game we played, which was our, our game. I played two last week. I got to play the first game and the second game. Lucky me. But, um, yeah, my maximum heart rate. Scored a goal in the first game. I got, too. I got one in both of them, baby. Oh, right on. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, 100, 182 beat per minute. That was my max heart rate. But here's where it gets good. Uh, the average heart rate for the whole day or for, you know, for that whole session, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Yeah, average was around 150. So 150 beats per minute for the, for a little over an hour. Uh, I, I tell people today, I'm in the best cardiovascular health I've been in since I was in high school. Probably even a little better than then. Yep, I totally believe it. So go on. I'm kind, I'm, I kind of hijacked your answer. Go, go ahead and no, finish it's, your thoughts. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Like, the, just the workout and, the, you know, it, it's I, – now I have this whole routine. Like, like you know, I, I drink my little energy drink. I put on the music to get my head right, which everybody loves. I'm 
telling you, you get a speaker, you turn it all the way up in a locker room, everybody loves it. Maybe not. Yeah, but, I, I, anyways, <laughs> I'm, I'm just sitting there racking my brain going, who the heck is everybody? I, I, I'm sure there's somebody. <laughs> yeah, maybe not everybody. Just to give but, you some idea, you know, it's it's 2021, almost 2022 here in a few months, and Aaron comes in banging Limp biscuit. so just to give you some yeah. idea where, where this conversation's got, coming from. I got my red hat turned backwards. So anyways, you know, just uh, you just – you know, like I get pumped up for the game, and you know, and I'm in D League. I got to get pumped up. You know, it's just it's silliness, but man, you know, it just it's something to look forward to. I, I you know, go and I play, and I might, and I kind of suck. Uh, I get yelled at consistently from <laughs> at least TJ and probably a couple other players. Um, I struggle with the the whole uh, offsides thing. You were doing um, so good but, too, and then it just kind of the wheels fell off the wagon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple, two, three games, I think, where you were just like, it, I, nobody noticed it. So I was like, oh, wow, it must not have been, a ha- must not have happened. Nobody said anything. But. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's totally unreal. I mean, I, like, like now, now I'm kind of getting uh, some recognition, which, you know, who, my dad's a hockey player. Yeah, kid, I play on, <laughs> I play on the D League, <laughs> but, but whatever, you know. But yeah, you know, I have people reaching out to me like, so tell me about hockey this weekend. And I'm like, you know, I sucked. What can I say? You know? <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's been an absolute blast. I actually today, once again, I'm not, I, I suck. I'm going to put that right out there, but I did sign up to do the, uh, the draft experience, which, you know, yeah, let's is, let's come back to that in a second because I definitely wanted right. to bring that up because I, I that's that's pretty cool. But I wanted to ask you what 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 do you feel you made the biggest improvement in, and what do you want to improve upon for the fall session moving forward? So my biggest improvement is confidence. Like I feel that I'm a better skater now. And what do I want to improve? Uh, getting lower and faster. Like now I'm confident on my skates. I can go forward. I can right. spin around and go backwards and, and I feel confident in it. Now I just have to work on getting lower and faster. Like I don't extend my legs all the way, I guess, or something to get that spring effect. So. You kind of right now have got this. If you think of a, of a skating stride, if you've seen a, uh, uh, NHL game where guys are racing from one end of the ice, here, this whoosh, 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 you have big long strides. Aaron's still kind of got that tink, 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 tink thing going. But just to give you some idea of what we're talking about, we're talking about going faster. Uh, I'm looking at my stats and, and I play defense, so, uh, I don't necessarily, just do the nature of the position, don't necessarily have to sprint up and down the ice very often, but, in this last game, I reached a max speed of a whopping 16 miles an hour. So keep in mind, when we talk about going faster, it's all relevant. NHL players are, are getting up close to 30 miles an hour when they do the All-Star Game speed runs, just to give everybody a, a little frame of reference. So I always joked at D-League games, I said, you're out there just skating your ass off, thinking you're just the fastest thing on 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 blades and you look over and there's some old lady in a walker that passes you on the boards going up to get a hot dog. So it's, it's very yep. humbling. <laughs> it's yes, very it humbling. Well, it's cool. That, that kind of brings us to the next thing that, uh, that I thought was really cool. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed and, and proud of you for jumping in and, and doing this. Um, 
anybody that's ever played softball, uh, bowling, there's all kinds of tournaments and, and, and things of that nature. And, and, you know, amateur adult hockey is no different. Uh, one of the things that you would run into, and I'm sure so, I've talked to softball people and they tell me this, they have the same problem in softball. Uh, is you end up in a situation to where you have players that, that are, that play below their skill level in order to dominate a tournament and win a tournament. For example, uh, in the league we play in, we have three different divisions. We have a B league, a C league, and a D league. B league is where you will find, uh, uh, collegiate players, uh, even some semi-professional players or people that played through high school and maybe into college a little bit but, you know, are no longer playing organized activities. So these are people that have been playing the game their whole life. They're very good. The games are very fast. C-League is kind of more for the people maybe that uh, <clears throat> uh, are a little older, don't want to skate, you know, can't hang with the 30-some crowd that has the professional or, or collegiate ability. So, and actually in our league, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but there's three different divisions of C-League. But, but you kind of get the idea. D-League in central Indiana, where we play, is for – uh, people that are older, when I say older, uh, 35 and up, really, I, th- I, I would bet the average age in our group is closer to 45 than 35. Yeah. Uh, or younger people who are just taking the game up for the first time. So in other words, a novice league. Now you go to different parts of the country and, uh, central Indiana not being a real hotbed of hockey, uh, our D league is the bottom rung of the ladder. If you go up to Michigan, uh, uh Massachusetts, uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, D-League, it's a higher level. So it's all relevant to where you're at. But around here, D-League is just absolute novice. And what you'll have is you'll have a player that maybe is a B-level player that'll drop down into a D-League to go play in a tournament to win a trophy. They'll have four or five guys that are just clearly head and shoulders better than everybody else on the ice. And it gets frustrating because you spend a lot of money and a lot of time and energy to get to these tournaments only to get, you know, when you have a true D-level team, to get, you know, mopped up by people that, you know, play Division One in college and everything, which, you know, I why people do that is beyond me. But the thing you're doing is pretty cool because you enter a tournament, but you cannot bring your own team. In fact, you don't know who you're playing with until they have a draft the night before the tournament starts. That's pretty cool. So which one are you playing in, Aaron? I'm in the Cincinnati draft experience, uh, and, uh, I do, I do believe, so along with paying the money, you get to keep your jersey in hockey socks, but some of the teams are, I seen today that the Tom and Jerry jersey, uh, I believe, oh, what the heck was the other ones? Tom and Jerry, uh, I think Mighty Mouse was another jersey. Right. And these are, these are all specialty jerseys. And, uh, so, and I'm a Jersey whore. I don't know yes, if you are. knows that. Yes, I, you I are. am a Jersey whore. <clears throat> so, so uh, can we say that on my, I, you just did. So, whoops. <laughs> so anyways, uh, so this should be pretty fun, but uh, I'm super excited because I don't know what I'm getting myself into. I actually put on our, I put on our, our team, our, our fall season team page today that I didn't know if I was good enough for this, you know, and, and it's not, uh, I just wanted my team to, you know, kind of say, yeah, do this or no, dude, you suck, you know, <laughs> and 
pretty pretty much everybody was like, get the experience. So, well, if you uh, like I some information on this, uh, you can jump on Facebook. It's ran by a guy by the name of Nick Fleehart, F L E E H A R T. And he put together one of the neatest things ever. It's called the BLPA, the Beer League Players Association. They got little patches and everything. It's hysterical. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a, a parody or a lampoon of the, you know, the National Football League Players Association and this and there. So they said they need to have the Beer League Player Association. Nick's got his own podcast, the BLPA Big Show. You can check that out. I've listened to a couple of episodes. It's really good. But yeah, it's the draft experience. This, it's a traveling road show. They have them all over the United States and Canada. And, uh, Aaron, explain a little bit because what they, what they do is each team is going to have players all the way from maybe a, you know, you might have a college division one player all the way down to somebody like yourself that's been playing less than a calendar year. Uh, how, what's the screening process? How do they determine how good you are? So when I signed up for it, there was uh, some boxes that you can check off, and it went from, like, level one, and it gave you a description of what that level was, through level five, and and uh, kind of give you a description of what that level was. And where you fall somewhere in the, in the middle of all that uses uh, the box you check. And then apparently when I get there on Friday night, they will actually like do an actual NHL draft and mm-hmm. pick you. And, and you don't know what team you're going to be on. I was right. just looking at the thing. Uh, so uh, it says, what team will you end up on? Team Mighty Mouse, uh, Team Tom and Jerry. Perhaps you'll be one of those sweet, sweet Thundercat jerseys. So <laughs> it, should, it should be pretty crazy. Uh, if you're looking at some looking at this i mean uh, uh the, some of the jerseys are pretty awesome they have a mighty ducks jersey with the mask over the the duck bill so that was kind of <laughs> cracked me up but you know, but, if, yeah of all the uh the beer league sports out there it's been my experience the the hockey teams have the best names uh yes absolutely we play on the puck norrises uh i mean there's just been a gazillion of the uh the no regretskis I mean, the list goes on and on, and they're just absolutely dirty, dirty dangles, dirty dangles. <laughs> I came up with one. Uh, you got to be a hockey person to know what this is. But if you're skating backwards with the puck with your stick and you turn the puck over and the very end of your stick, you grab the puck to pull it towards you. That's called a toe drag. So uh, what last before this last time we played uh, uh, D League, I was we were on the, the toe dragons. So I thought that was kind of I mean, it's just it's all kinds of goofy stuff. But so when is this going to happen there? Uh, September 17th through 19th at the Northland Ice Center in Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, we're going to be looking for, uh, we'll be looking on your Instagram for, uh, for updates. So yeah, sure we do that. Then live. We'll sit down and talk <laughs> about that. Maybe you can find somebody else that find another uh, guy that's, that's kind of your, your uh, experience level and we'll, uh, we'll have them on as well. And we can talk about that once it's all done. So that's coming up here pretty quick. Yeah. That's going to be a good time. I mean, I said, I, I've been wanting to do something like that. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm old and fat now. So I, <laughs> I, this would be would be something that, you know, I'll be able to go, you know what? That was pretty cool. Well, you, and you bring up a great point, Aaron. You, you, you sort of, you talk about your age. It's like, you know, for anybody out there that's listening, that's, that's been kicking around trying anything. And I know we're kind of talking about hockey, but I mean, we could be talking about any, any activity at all. Just remember this. Every day you put it off, you're getting a little older and it's going to be even that much more difficult. So quit screwing around. Just go do something new. Just try it. What's the worst thing that can happen? I guess I told you about this. 
What's a, you're asking me if you should go play. Well, what's the worst thing that could happen? Let's go, go have some fun, meet some new people. Meet some new people. And apparently and you... there's a beer to drink. Not that I'm a big beer drinker, but apparently they furnish some beer and, and you're going to have a good time. So. Exactly. So you'll go out there and have a blast and you're going to, you'll have a great memory out of it. Well, cool. Well, we're looking forward to that. So we'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely be talking about that. Uh, probably next time we get on there, it'll be the, the week after you do that. So that'll be a lot of fun. Hey, I want to shift gears. We were originally going to have Logan on, on this show tonight. He just couldn't make it. Um, had nothing to do with him being hurt. Um, we thought we were, I thought we were going to do this last week and he was all good to go, but he couldn't make it tonight. But I wanted to drop this. We were going to talk about, uh, one or two different sporting type activities that we are going to try in 2022 something new maybe something revisited from the past and i just want to kind of get that ball rolling because god only knows where this is going to go <laughs> this, this yeah. can turn out crazy um this is probably going to be more difficult for you aaron because you've about done everything under the sun but i'm curious when we kick this around what, what are a couple things that came up that you thought you might want to try i would like to try handball or, or racquetball Oh my gosh, dude. Uh, when I, I worked at a, at a gym that had a racquetball court and I learned to play, it is a blast. It is a blast. Cool. We got video content for this because you and I can go play racquetball. This will be, I think I got all the gear too. It is so much fun. <laughs> what, what, uh, what did you see about racquetball that looked interesting? Uh, every time, every time you see a video, like if you're watching a movie and there seems to be a racquetball, you know, scene, Somebody takes a racquetball to the nuts. I mean, I'm like, it's not hard oh, to do. Really? It, well, it's the reason I say that is the game. The game is very fast as far as that ball moves in that court, and that ball bounces off of everything. And if you've never seen a racquetball court, imagine a, a room that's. I, again, I'm going to guess on the dimensions. If there's any racquetball players out there, they're going to say this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. They're going to be 100 percent correct. But it's uh, maybe uh, 30 feet long by 15 feet wide. And typically they have big, tall ceilings, maybe a 20-foot ceiling. But all that's in play. And then the very back wall, uh, if you're in one of the nicer clubs, will be glass so people can see through it. But sometimes they're not. Sometimes they close them up uh, and and play that way. But you're, but you're playing the ball off all the surfaces in, in the room. So, I mean, it really, it's, it's a three-dimensional game. Which means just if the ball gets behind you, now that's cool because as long as it doesn't hit the ground, you can still hit it. But uh, it was my experience that while you're learning the game, you are running around like a cat with its tail on fire. But once you figure the game out and you figure out kind of how the ball bounces around a little bit, you really don't move much. You kind of try to get in the middle, the, the, the center of the room. And once you're in there, you're kind of in control uh, of the game. Yeah. So it becomes this chess match of... You trying to move your opponent through where you hit the ball to get them to move out of the middle so you can get in the middle and everything. But yeah, it's not, I mean, the way that ball bounces around, it is super easy to take one into the pills. Really? Oh yeah. No, no, no problem at all. No problem. <laughs> uh, that surprises <laughs> me. Especially if you get one of these dudes, it's like a, it's like any other, uh, a racket sport. The lower you can keep the ball to the ground, the more difficult it is for the next guy to hit it. And the, man, some of these guys that play serious racquetball, I mean, they can smash a, a, a 50, 60 mile an hour serve and that thing will be half an inch off the ground. Or, 
if they don't hit it quite right, it can be about 32 inches off the ground, which is my inseam. So figure out where that's going. <laughs> oh, right <in> the inseam. <laughs> figure awesome. out where that's going to go. Well, that's an interesting awesome. racquetball. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. That, that's that's pretty hey. doable too. Yeah. It, hey, uh, speaking of inseam, uh-oh. Now, this might be completely way off course, but uh, I, I went visiting our friend uh, Dr. Derek Murphy yesterday. Oh, Dr. Cowboy. Yeah. And uh once again I'm pretty excited with the work that he does, you know. <laughs> you wanna tell everybody what you're talking about? Because they're gonna <laughs> think you had like a they're gonna think he's a plastic surgeon, uh, you had an addictomy uh, or something. Oh uh, addictomy, no. <laughs> uh, I will I will tell you that if I was a dinosaur I'd be a myasosaurus <laughs> right now. Whoa. Time out. <laughs> tell them what you did. This is okay, that got real so, weird. Yeah, absolutely. So uh T J once again T J kinda schools me on a lot of things here but we went back to that whole losing weight thing and i had hit that plateau uh, of dropping weight and uh and getting into hockey and man i got into hockey and man i was just gassed the whole time i was like i was trying to figure out what hockey players eat you know what d-league hockey players eat and uh <laughs> and you know i was kind of trying to eat eat that stuff and and still get on the ice, and I was just out of shape and just didn't I, – I had nothing left. You know, like the first 20 minutes, I was had nothing left. So TJ mentions to me, when's the last time you had your testosterone checked? And I was like, dude, I pulled vault out of bed. I don't you know, I don't need that. And uh, he's like, no, it's more than that. So he recommended our friend Dr. Derek Murphy – Dr. Cowboy, as, as TJ calls him, is uh, his long uh, story. Yeah, long the, story the involving writing. people that I don't know if I have their permission to talk about them or not. <laughs> the the writing that this guy does is is very comical to me. But so I go and I visit the guy and uh, talk with him about you know some of the things and and he explains to me what testosterone does and it's way more than just controlling your your lower part you know it's it controls your your blood flow and your your uh oh your metabolism your uh your your ability to regulate your sleep uh your mental health i mean the list it's a laundry list yeah it's huge so um i went in there and uh they have this little machine kind of reminded me of a uh weigh scale but it didn't have like a number readout so you stand on it and you get your, you take your shoes off, socks off, you stand on the scale and it's got like these little magnet deals in the bottom of the scale and you put your thumbs on what would be like, uh, like some ski slope or, um, ski poles and touch your thumb and it somehow scans your body and it tells you the whole readout of, of what's going on in your body. And, uh, it turns out my testosterone was low. It was like 250 and it's supposed to be I don't know, 900 or 1300 or something like that. Yeah. And like I said, I, I felt great, but still was just kind of like, wow, what a shock. And so, again, uh, I'm not a doctor. So let's just clarify that up front. I, I'm not a physician. So neither, neither Aaron nor I right now are handing out medical advice. Right, right, right. I, <laughs> we're I, telling I you what, seeing a holiday in express. Yeah. Month, so we're, we're telling <laughs> you what, what we did. Yeah. So, so go ahead, bud. Um, so anyways. Uh, the doctor basically described there's three types of uh, of uh, treatments that you could have to burn up. So if anybody knows anything about 
radio wave signals, or if you remember on your dashboard, you had the FM and the AM, and they both had these like radio wave symbols under them. So the first one I'm going to go with is FM. So it had a real short blast up and down over a straight line of, of radio wave signals. So that's what I'm going to refer to as the cream. So they had this testosterone cream that you could rub on you, and uh, <laughs> it would last, uh, you know, like a couple of days, you know, and it'd be up and down, up and down, not really regulate your testosterone. Oh, are you so are, the second one. I'm sorry to interrupt, Aaron, but you are cutting in and out really, really bad. Are you walking around oh. or are you? Uh... Uh, um, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Anyways, they had this cream that would take you up and down. It really didn't regulate your, your testosterone very well because it was kind of like spikes or bursts of it. So the second one they have is like a, a medical shot, and it would last like three days or so. And it had like a longer up and down window. It would last a little bit longer than the cream, but not as long as the third deal, which is these testosterone pellets. So what they do is that the pellets are the ones that I opted for and uh, they last between four months and six months. And it's kind of like a, like a square root symbol that if I had to describe it, you're kind of low right off the bat. And then they insert the pellets into just above your, your buttock area and lower back. They make a surgical slice. They stick these pellets in you and put a stitch in you. And next thing you know, you're, you're cranked up and you, all your cylinders are firing on, on, you know, all at once. And so, uh, I had mine done and, uh, the first time I had it done, I had it done back in, so that would be March. And so I had it done on a, a Friday afternoon and Against doctor's orders, I played hockey Saturday morning and played Sunday in the afternoon. Uh, Monday, I was kind of took it easy. Tuesday morning, I woke up and I was like, wow, what is going on? I was just, I had mental clarity. I was focused. I, uh, things didn't seem to be all jumbled up like they normally are. Uh, so that was the first thing. And like I said, these, this, Pellet wasn't supposed to take effect for a couple of weeks, but that was the first thing I noticed. So uh, after that, things kind of, for me, seemed like I had, I had everything going right way. I was dropping weight. I was able to play two, three, uh, two hockey games back to back without any, without any, you know, like loss of, you know, being winded or anything like that. It's just so. Uh, it was pretty awesome to me. And so I went back and had it done again on, on Friday or not Friday, uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and, uh, still got the bandage on me and, <laughs> and looking forward to, to the effects of how it takes off again. So, yeah, I, I become such a strong, strong proponent of, of hormone replacement therapy for men and for women. Um, it, the situation you, that a lot of people will run into is if you have a, a, a general practitioner that's kind of more of an old school and unfortunately I, I hate to have to put it this way but if they're a little older they tend to be pretty stringent and they'll pull out a chart I don't know who makes this chart but they'll say for your age your testosterone should be between 
I think I think the the lower end of low for everybody's like four hundred to four fifty. And I, I don't know how many times I got that. Oh, you're, you're at 475, so you're normal. It's like, well, yeah, but I feel like shit. Right. And, uh, finding somebody that's a little more progressive, a little more forward thinking, a physician like that is never a bad thing. And, uh, again, you know, there, you'd mentioned you were feeling mentally clear. Uh, if you're yeah, having absolutely. issues with low energy, uh, depression, uh, your metabolism's fine. You can't lose weight. No matter what you do, you can't, you can't, you, you can't lose weight. Uh, you're just feeling run down all the time. I, I, I encourage everyone go to a testosterone clinic or go to a, a doctor or a urologist that's, that doesn't hesitate to, uh, to, uh, prescribe testosterone. It is dirt cheap. I know, Aaron, you went with the, the pellet system. Uh, I yeah, do the, was... and that works for you. And I did the injectable system and it's funny. I, through the Amazon pharmacy, I can get, oh gosh, I'm sitting here thinking, I'd have to do the math on it, but it's, it's at least two months worth of, uh, medication, you know, testosterone I need for less than $18. I mean, you, you can't beat it. Now I do have to inject myself twice a week, but you know, I'm, that's no big deal. Um, yeah, mine so, was pretty much, uh, mine was almost $700. Right. But, but well worth it to me. Well worth it. I'm not a big fan of needles. Right. I've seen enough of them in my lifetime to last. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm pretty much done right. with that kind of stuff. So and and, and they do have the topicals. In fact, the first my first go around with testosterone was was a topical. But uh, it seems it's it seems like the more you get out of the you know the further away you get from injecting, the more expensive it gets. But uh, I again, if there's anybody out there listening. Uh, women too. Women can suffer from low testosterone. I know that doesn't Absolutely. that sounds bizarre, but yes, women uh, women have testosterone, uh, just like men have, uh, you know, have all kinds of different hormones in them as well. We have estrogen in our bodies, so uh, and when those get out of whack, it's just part of the aging process. Not to mention, it is heavily driven by lifestyle, which means you know how much exercise do you get? Do you eat right? Are you are you uh, you know you know all those things factor into that. But if you're feeling bad before you go to a, a doctor or, or someplace where they want to start pumping you full of antidepressants and things like that, I, I highly, highly recommend from my personal experiences only that uh, you get your testosterone checked out and find a doctor who doesn't go up. You're 450. You're fine. Me, I, I know I feel best when I'm above 850. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I was... When I actually went back in about a month ago, he said I had, I was down to about 450, and he said it's about time for you to get tuned back up. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, like I said, I I am 100% glad that you suggested that to me because dude, I had never felt that good and just <laughs> just glowing. It's amazing. It's just yeah. absolutely amazing. It's not like jet fuel. It's not like taking a pre-workout drink or a you know, a Red Bull on an empty stomach. It's not, you know, it doesn't leave you bouncing off the walls. But like you said, you just wake up, you feel great. I noticed I started sleeping uh, a lot better. I can always yeah. tell if I go a day or two without, uh, I forget my shot or, I, you know, I get busy and lose track of what day it is. I don't sleep well, you know, start to get a, you know, just start to drag a little bit and then it hits me. Oh, yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't take my shot for the day, so I'll go do that. But hey, I, let's move let's move past that here. We kind of get okay. sidetracked. I've tried to come up with uh, with the sport I wanted to do. You, you mentioned racquetball. I came up with two. One fairly simple. One would be very expensive. 
uh, and I, I've, I've, I, I, I've always wanted to fly fish and I know you started doing that and we could never oh, hook up together where we could go. I, that looks to me like so much fun. The other thing I kicked around was, uh, finishing my private pilot's license. I got started when I was 22 or 23 and I got about eight hours into it and I ran out of money. But that is, gosh, and it's gotten so expensive. Back then, it was going to be, you were going to end up, by the time you were all done, would spend about $5,000 uh, in classroom work. Most of it's uh, paying an instructor and paying for the airplane that you have to fly. Right. You don't have to pay it all at once. You kind of pay as you go. But, uh, gosh, I guess now it's, I've heard guys say anywhere from eight and a half to $9,000. And I'm not sure how another expensive hobby outside of auto racing and Nice hockey would go over here at the homestead. So I might want to yeah. just think fly fishing perhaps, but I'd be very curious to hear if there's anybody out there that, uh, it seems like most of your private pilots, uh, people get that later in life. And I'm, I'm sure that has to do something with the expense of it. We all tend to be a little older. The older we get, the more disposable income we had. But if anybody's got any experience with, uh, with, you know, going back to get their private pilot's license after having got it started in their youth, I'd love to hear about it. You can hit me up, uh, at uh, what is it? What are, I've got so many Instagrams and stuff like now. We're just gonna do this one. This is the one I share with my wife. And I don't sh- when I say share with my wife, it's just we keep track of some stuff we do together. Uh, anytime I see a couple that have a joint Facebook page or a joint uh, Instagram, I'm not gonna page, tell you what I think about. I'll tell you exactly. Like that. Somebody cheated. <laughs> I told you yeah. Somebody cheated. Yep. Somebody cheated and is no longer trusted. Uh, yeah. Okay. You can catch. Uh, you can catch. My wife and I, but more importantly, you can, uh, you can send me a message at Adventures Midlife, Adventures Midlife, Adventure with an S, Midlife. That's all I could squeeze in there and that's all it would take. But there's a lot of stuff that we talk about here. Uh, there's some funny stuff on there from my, uh, just wife and I were on a camping trip. So I just pulled the uh, video camera and I go, uh, do a walk around here at the dump station. That's where you empty the, the uh, toilet oh and all that of your, uh, <laughs> of your motorhome. And Judy does this amazing walk around describing what goes on at the dump station. But you can uh, you can send me a, a direct message there if you've got any experience in that. Or if you're in Central Indiana, maybe uh, maybe you are in the process of getting your private pilot's license. Would love to talk to you. Love to have you on the show or something like that. But uh, drop us a line there. Would love to hear from you. And I guess we need to probably here on the next couple of shows decide exactly what we're going to do and make a plan, and then uh, get everybody yeah. out there that's listening to hold us accountable. Right on. <laughs> All right, Aaron, you got anything right. else, man? We've gone about an hour. Once again, man, get out there and try something new. I mean, Do it. Don't be afraid to be I've... awful at something. It, it, it's right. kind of fun. I've it's... been awful at hockey for about a year and a half now. It's great. <laughs> it's a tremendous amount of fun. And, you, and the great thing <laughs> is anybody that gives you any shit about it, they're even worse than you are. So you got that going right. for you. <laughs> All right, everybody. No. Thanks again for listening. We do appreciate it. Again, if you would subscribe to this and share it, we'd be grateful. Uh, also, if you would like to support the cause, uh, you can check out my website, tjhollingsworth.com. That was up all night thinking of that one, wasn't I? Uh, but if you scroll down there, you'll see an AMSOIL link. Go on there, buy some oil for your car, buy a, buy a can of metal protectant. If you use WD-40, it's, it's similar product. Just buy something on there. That all goes to help. It costs us a couple of bucks every month to have a place here that'll host this this uh, this can, podcast. Can I make a suggestion? Uh, go ahead. The most underrated Amsoil product they have. 
the Amsoil Miracle Wash. It's a waterless oh, wash solid. and wax. It, it is phenomenal. Spray it on your car. And I mean, don't go out and get go mudding, but just regular road dirt or whatever. Yes, yeah, one of the, it on there. Oh, it's oh, it's brother. I'll tell you, it is awesome. When you're in between washes, uh, my I live out in the country, so I leave the car wash, and by the time I get home, my car is dirty again. But man, I can hit it with that. It is fantastic if you've got a motorcycle too. Everybody, oh, yeah. I don't know anybody that's got a got a, a nice motorcycle, a cruiser anyway, that doesn't carry a microfiber cloth and some kind of cleaner in their saddlebag. Throw this stuff in there, you will not be disappointed. The more you use it, the more it layers up and gives you better protection. Stuff's amazing. Yeah, Under twenty and, and the wax, the wax is part of it, not just the cleaner, but the wax actually lasts. I have some pictures that I could put up that you know I did a fishing tournament and it was a gravel parking lot, but did a fishing tournament. I came back, my black car was pretty much dust gray, and I was like, well, it's a focus. I don't care. I sprayed it on there, wiped it off, and, and you know, a few months later, it we had got a ton of rainfall, and I looked out there, I'm like, ooh, that junker I drive has got <laughs> water beating up on it. You know, I'm like, I've never waxed this thing, but it, it works. I mean, I'm that's my one underrated Amso product. I, I would have to agree best, with you. Best secret. But you can check that out at tjhollingsworth.com. Like I said, scroll down just a little bit. You'll see a great big engine with uh, my name on it and a big Amsoil thing on it. Click on there.